Hi, I'm Ron Frederick. And Crystal Husband. We are live on Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. And our guest tonight is Carlos Calvo. Yeah! And they did that so brilliantly! Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody out there. Pete, George, where are you? You're doing stand-up in Las Vegas. If you're in Las Vegas, go see Pete. And if you're not, you're here to hear Carlos. So Carlos is going to open. He's going to start us off with a song. Should we do what, it? What, what are you going to play? I'm going to play a special request. It, mine? Yes. And what is it? Hanging by a string. I love this. We've all felt that way, haven't we? Oh, <laughs> today. I know. Sing along. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting us up on. On. on I'm not just. I'm, I'm paying attention to Carlos. I just have to get it up so I see. I have to get it up. That's what he said. I have to get it up so I can see. Wait, you're, you're, you're doing a very long intro because yeah, I'm, intro. I keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done talking now. You can doubt me. You can roll your eyes.
that song? That song is on Spotify, iTunes, CarlosCavill.com. You can hit all of the. Uh, and that's where they can find your. Okay, yeah. so are there are there CDs? It DVDs, is on a record album. called Further Down the Line. It's one of, one of my more recent. Uh, is my most recent album release because people used to do albums. I love out. Al- it I will always be. Too. It will always be albums. Please to me. keep saying I, that. I yeah because I do I do call them albums because CD no. CD. But I but I have released no. In other words, some now some people just release. I have released a few singles since uh, then as well. But but that one was on uh, part of a large package of a large package inspiring of songs. and motivating songs. That, that's a great song. What what inspired that one? Uh, desperation, the usual. <laughs> so, you know, Carlos, before we get into your story, which yes. if, for those of you who tuned in for Carlos and you've got a bunch of friends watching, Peter Shepard. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, I'm a Love Southern Peter. boy and I can tell you that Carlos does the absolute best cover of Skinner's Tuesday's Gone. Ooh, uh, we might, You know, we might, I'm afraid to do covers on yeah. Facebook, but we might have to have Carlos give us a taste of that. Um, hi, Phil Isaacson. Hi, Gerald. Hi, Daniel. Um, hi, Eileen. I'm saying hello to people. Hi, Rick. W. Conway. Great to hear Carlos over on the East Coast. Walt, what's up, buddy? Ah, oh, nice. Miss you. Um, so, so, we're going to get, for all of you who are tuning in for Carlos, which is most of you, I have a couple friends on there. Anyway, um, but, but I, I, I have to tell a little story that happened to me today because it's, it's so pressing. And Please. It's something that a lot of people go through, and I just want to tell my little tale because it has a happy Please ending. Please do, yes. Happy endings are so important <laughs> and so unusual. Some, but but I but I also you wanted, were hanging by a string for a second there. I was hanging by a string. So okay, so here's my story. I'm going to tell it as as quickly as I can, uh, succinctly as I can. But I went um, for a mammogram last week, which is something that we women, if we should do. And I went, and it was one of the first times that I was, wasn't nervous at all, which should tell you right away you're going to get fucked. Because in the past, I've had a couple of things where they didn't squish hard enough and I had to go back. Yeah. Or, you know, I've had a couple of scares. And, um, but I really wasn't nervous, and it went really smoothly, and I felt really good about it. And I left in a good mood, and I, on Sunday, went, did you know Suzanne Wall? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So I went to her memorial on Sunday, and Suzanne, uh, for those of you who don't know her, an, an amazing comedian, she, uh, an actress, uh, was the host of House Hunters for years, and she died very prematurely in her mid-50s of breast cancer, and recently, and we had, there was a memorial on Sunday, and I was, we were, many of us were there, and we were wearing yellow uh, uh, wool things for her, and it was very emotional, and I had done a, a a thing for her here because she she came to women who write she sat on that couch in my living room every month for like 10 years like I met she, her here did and you her husband her husband's awesome Je- well not Jeff's husband man. boyfriend oh, sorry, Jeff, Jeff is sorry, an Jeff. amazing and great musician excellent player, yes yeah. plays in the Lieutenant Dan band yeah. he's amazing with Gary Sinise and uh, they sat on that couch like every month and she way before, for years and years and years and um, just a huge loss and I've lost, and many of us have, people to cancer, a number of people to cancer, and I've lost three very close women friends to breast cancer in recent years. And uh, so anyway, so I went for the thing, I went to the memorial, and 
I am, I am woken on the phone at 10 o'clock yesterday morning by my gynecologist saying, Vicki, did you hear from the breast center yet? These are not words you want to hear. Mm. No, I didn't. Well, don't get worried, but you know, there was a little asymmetry. A what? He said, that just means something with vague borders and it doesn't mean anything. He said, I've made this call 10 times a day. It's never turned into anything. Dial it down, don't get nervous. He said, I'm gonna fax you over the prescription. I said, you're gonna fax? Who the fuck has a fax machine? <laughs> Do you have a fax machine? How old is your uh, OBGYN? I mean, like, <laughs> a fax machine? So he said, well, otherwise I'll put it in the mail. I said, no, you can't put it in the mail. I said, I need to take care of this now, right? So, because I have to go get retested and do all of that. So, I'm freaking out. Um, he said, well, call my office. I'll try to get them. Maybe they can email it to you, but um, they're very busy. They probably can't do it today. These are not words I want to hear. Yeah. I call the office. It turns out the woman is fantastic, and she immediately faxes it to the breast center. I call the breast center. They say, we have an opening in December. Well, I don't know how well you know me, Carlos. Uh, but do well I seem enough. like a woman that I'm, is going to wait till December? You, yeah, and wait for the mail to come. And wait right for at the, the same yeah. time. These are not going to happen. So I said, please, you know, please, you know, I'm going to be crazy. And she said, well, let me see if, I, if there's a cancellation. No cancellation. She, I said, oh, my God. And she said, well, let me make a phone call. She gets back on. She said, I have great news. I can see you. We can see you tomorrow. At wow. one o'clock, which now, is today, which is today, wow. and normally on a show day, I don't do anything else. It's all prep for the show. I'm watching your videos. I'm reacquainted, and even though you're doing that anyway, let's face it, you're normally watching my videos. I am, and I, and I know you well, and I know your music yeah. well, so I listen to your music anyway. Oh, I don't just do it because you're on the show. So anyway, so I went. I'm I'm going to do this thing, and I just empty nested. My kids don't live with me anymore. I live alone, and I'm going to go through this thing, right? Now, it turns out I have this fabulous, amazing person in my life. He couldn't be with me physically, but he saw me through the whole thing. He was FaceTiming me and calling me all through the night, and, you know, my kids were okay. Um, <laughs> they, were, they didn't exactly rally the way up. My mother, basically, my mother who would ask everything, you know, like... I'm so sorry. I love you. That was it. And I didn't hear from her again. It's like, mm. what? Anyway, people's reactions were very interesting. Uh, sure. And I got very judgmental and I had resentments and all no. kinds of things. No. But <laughs> what I've learned, Carl, what I learned through this experience is that everybody shows up as best they can. Yeah. And Crystal and I were talking about this earlier is that, you know, we do our best to show up for this woman. Crystal husband shows up for people, the music muse, like nobody else in the world. This woman shows up for people. And I didn't call Chris, I didn't ask Crystal because she would have shown up for me like big time, no doubt about it. But anyway, so um, so I was going to this, so I went to this thing and you know, I I was trying, I was praying, I'm, I'm a 12 stepper, I have a higher power, I'm not religious, but I believe in a higher power. I said prayers, I put notes in my God can, I, I asked people to pray for me, which I never do. I always pray for other people and I never remember to ask for help myself. So that's another lesson I learned. I had a lot of people praying for me and I went and they, um, this is too long a story, I'm gonna try to speed this up. So anyway, so I go in and they, um, they say, okay, so we're gonna do this diagnostic mammogram and I'm gonna squish you and compress you more. And 
either it's tissue that's on tissue and once we squeeze it it goes we see it's normal or it's a cyst or, a, from, or a mass mm -hmm. and she uses the word mass, mass yeah wrong word yeah, so now word. i'm in a panic so then and she says and if it's not squish normal we'll ha we'll do an ultrasound yeah so she does the squishing and she says okay now it's time for the ultrasound oh, so what does that mean to not me not squish normal not squish normal now it's a sister or a, or a, or a yeah that i'm freaking the fuck out now they move me into the room for the ultrasound the woman who's doing the ultrasound dead not a smile not a look not a doesn't say a word she's doing the thing and i'm like oh my god but i figure that before it's over her face will show me that stress or so her face kind of relaxed where she said I'm gonna bring this to the radiologist and I'll be back and we're gonna give you the results before you leave we're gonna check the facts machine we're gonna check the facts <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there and that was the longest like eight minutes of my life I mean that whole process between waiting and um, she came back in and with a big smile and said it's normal and it did compress normally. I said, well, why did the other woman? No. Hmm. Anyway, my point of this being, it could have gone the other way. God forbid. Yeah. It goes the other way for a lot of people. Yeah. I pray for people every day I, um, who, who have much. And I was just sharing at a meeting on Monday that I have no problems today because there are people that have all these health issues and people that... And here I get this news the next day. So why does it happen in that sequence of events? Well, for me, it was a humbling lesson in not having expectations of other people, not having resentments. What, what, what do we say? We say where I go, um, resentments are the poisons I feed myself to kill others. Everybody does what the best they can do. That's right. But... The one thing I will say is if you have an opportunity to show up for somebody, show up for them. Because what it means on this side, when you're going through that stuff, you know, the people that actually made the phone call this morning were checking in on me, were staying close, my love, you know, all of that uh, makes the difference between getting through something with terror and getting through with a little less. So, um, and, and before we go to, back to Carl's, I just want to give a shout out to the people that make this possible. I want to thank Crystal Husband and Ron Frederick so much for stepping in today yes. and so graciously being here with us. And you guys will we'll incorporate you into the show soon. And um, Pete George, you know, you're traveling around being a comedian, doing what you do. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful that... You're here when you're here, and I'm grateful to have Ron and Crystal here in your absence. And my hairdresser, Nicole Venables of the Ruby Begonia Salon, who is phenomenal, and I love, 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 and I have to come see you because, look, I have such roots happening. And she has this, these great products. Usually I have her fuck-off hairspray, but somebody liked it so much they took it. Good. But um, she has great products um, uh, from the Ruby Begonia Salon, and she gave me this Argan uh, oil spray. Do you, do you um, do Argan yeah, Egyptian oil. Crystal doesn't want to make a sound. She's like, you're allowed That's to make first. You're allowed to make a sound. I already stripped my clothes. No, I made, I made her take her shoes and her jewelry off. And then also, Anson Williams. <laughs> Anson Williams, Williams, who I, well, because the shoes were clomping on the floor and then the bracelets make noise. And she, she's a very vivacious woman who has a lot going on. So as she moves, things move with her. 
So, um, so we quieted it down for the show. Anson Williams, Alert Drops. Okay, this is this is a great product, Carlos. Are you ever like on the road, like late at night, driving from a gig? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if you're tired, yeah. you do a couple of shots of this, which is all natural. It's just like uh, orange rind, lemon rinds. Oh, really? And it wakes you up. Okay. And it saves lives, and it's fantastic. His uncle is um, uh, Heinrich, and no they invented way. it together. Yeah. That was worth me just showing up. To right? This right now. That's crazy. He's almost a like guy. And then Rick Smolke. Okay, so if you ever need anything printed, like liner notes for your CDs yes. or anything like that, Rick will do. He never has or charged an artist. I need new business cards. He's never charged an artist. He is the saint, the salt of the earth. He's the one that does the, the thing for the veterans. No way. Rick Smolke, quick impressions in Chicago, made my tissue boxes, my cards, my bookmarks. He's like an amazing person. And quick impressions of Chicago. So tell him that I sent you, and he's going to take care of you anyway. But he'll take better care of you. Okay, now I like spent like the whole ninety gazillion not minutes talking true. about my thing. Have you ever had a health scare? Uh, not, not luckily, not myself uh, direct. Well, no, that's not true. I, I peed blood once. Ooh, that wasn't fun. But it was. Uh, had you eaten beets the day before? No, oh. that although that does have that an effect has... on me because there's an enzyme, right? Some yep. people don't have that. No, I was a silly young man and, and ended up going to Oktoberfest in Germany and, and just drank too much beer and not enough water. And I got infected. Wait a minute, that really? Yeah, I got I dehydrated. I shrank my left kidney, I think. Something. No, I mean, wow. I, I'm of course exaggerating. Yeah. Um, but no, I've never had a gynecologist call me at 10 a.m. That's not happened. So that's. There's a lot to be grateful. This is the month of gratitude, although. It, Every month should be, but uh, and, that's one thing I'm certainly grateful for. No, well, we've been healthy, and the family's healthy, you know. And you have a beautiful... She's healthy, too. Little girl. Yeah. How old is she? Two and a half. All right, that's crazy. I know, 2.5. Savor every second. It's it goes so, so fast, and it kills me that my kids are out of the house. So, yeah. Yeah, the kids are the greatest thing there yeah, is. They are. Okay, so, uh, so let's talk about you as a kid. So really? where were you a kid? Uh, New Jersey, North Jersey, a suburb of New York City. Um, yeah. I'm a New Yorker. So, and no. did you? Okay, so how did this? What was the first thing you wanted to be when you grew up? A beetle. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. Did you think you had a chance? No. No. Well, I don't know. I was three and a half. I didn't. I, you know, I didn't get too. You know, I didn't wrap my brain fully around. The, I got gotcha. you. It didn't get that conceptual. So when they when you saw you saw the money at Sullivan. No, I oh. heard. The songs. I was a okay. three and a half year old kid, and I and I, I had to learn young. how to play play it. So, so that that's what inspired you. So, yeah. did, was it was it John or George? Who who was your your both? Beatles? It okay. was uh, the the first two songs um, were "Let It Be." Okay. And, oh, so you're so young. And I love her. <gasps> yeah. Right. No, you're yeah. allowed to make noises, so, Ron. You're allowed to speak. But and now I have to say, things. I'm a George guy. I, I'm a George. I was always a George. George is just unbelievable. Yeah. I heard so, your so while my, well, my guitar jam mm-hmm. week. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah. It's just such a... T- I love playing it, too. Well, maybe we'll have to have... T- well, we mm-hmm. might have to have some taste of some covers. We, we just might have to do that. So, okay. So... So you wanted to be... So you wanted to play guitar right from the start. Yeah, I just got... Compl- I don't have any memories before playing guitar. Really? So, yeah, I don't. How, how old were you? Three and a half. No. Yeah, I know. How did you do that? 
Uh, I had we well, at the time. It's uh, I don't want to make it too long a story, but I no, was, my father is, is from this Spain. Is, right? This is your me. show. I took over your <laughs> show. This is your show. <laughs> You're crazy. We want to hear your story. Uh, my father's from Spain. He mm-hmm. had an aunt that was ill. My mom decided to go take care of her for a year. Oh, uh, I was when you were baby. yeah. So we went and lived there for a year. She had a couple of her brothers visit. They knew a couple chords and so I just there's nothing that much else to do and so I was it so it's Castilian like guitar like flamenco this was like a nylon guitar yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like a Spanish guitar and uh but I but I that's where I was I guess it was 69 70 and I was hearing those songs and so actually nylon strings easier for a little kid but I mean the thing had to be bigger than you it was it was big I I should I I should have a picture picture. oh so great um, but uh, yeah, recordings. They have recordings of me playing oh. stuff. They were so playing. did they, so they taught so she showed me a couple chords and showed me how to play like you know like you know that kind so of thing. So you were playing Beatles right away. Yeah, Beatles was the first thing. Okay, so but Dad was Spanish, right? So okay. he's like, you want to learn to play guitar? If you're serious about this, you have to play Spanish guitar. And that's why I said suburb of New York City because um, he found he was somehow very uh, locked into the flamenco scene in what New did York your, City. What did your father do? Uh, my father was a one hundred percent working guy. He worked on the on the docks of New so, York City. So he was not a creative. No, but he was. He loved music and he, he worked for tugboat companies. He was look. He's pretty. Okay. Uh, pretty amazing working dude. Yeah, I love that. And, yeah. and but. But he, you, there was music in the house. Always, always music and musicians. Oh, yeah. How like playing? Yeah, sure. Like, oh. we'd, like he'd have parties and he'd invite friends and like, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty incredible to be around. And we had also a next door neighbor. You might not know this name, but any of your guitar nerds out there, guitar nerds. Yes. Uh, there's a the, our next door neighbor uh, was this family uh, named the Dimiolas, and Al Dimiola is is a. Is epically famous. You don't have to quietly acknowledge. Yeah, you're allowed to make did sounds. Did you hear the gas? I know. He gasped. He gasped. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Aldi Mula was my next door neighbor. Okay. Oh, so it was like... <laughs> Educate me because I don't know who he is. He's just this epically uh, gifted jazz guitar player, but but his type of jazz leans toward the very Spanish sounding stuff. Um. Latin influence, Spanish... Uh, Music and so when the flamenco guitar player friends of my father's would come over and then Al would come over like his party it was really pretty incredible. It was wow, amazing! And your father New didn't Jersey. play. No. Okay, he just was. He cooked paella. He cooked. Wow, Ooh. everybody okay. has a purpose. There it is. <laughs> that that works well. Yeah. And your mother was she mu- musical at all? Uh, not really. No. It's interesting where you got that from. Where'd you get that from? Uh, I don't know. One of the people we think might be my father might have been a musician. I don't know. That was a, I stole that joke from my brother-in-law. He loves to say that. So, so, um, so when do you know, when do they know that you've got talent? So, uh, fast forward a couple years, seven years old, like, okay, we're going to send you to this, uh, this guitar teacher is here, but you have to audition. Like, I had to audition for him. Wow. I had to already learn how to know how to read music. Yeah. Wait. You knew how to read music at seven? Somehow I learned. Yeah. You taught yourself? Kind of, yeah. And um, so, and then wow. I stayed with him for, and he had for, for a nice chunk of that time, he had a studio in Carnegie Hall. So I'm this little kid 
walking into Carnegie Hall every Saturday. I know. It's crazy. And your father is making this happen, yes. which says a lot. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And now, is he doing that because you have aptitude, or is he doing that because he believes? Why is he doing that? If only we could ask him. Because he loves me, man. No, no. He loves he loves having music in the house. He loves seeing how much I love it, how I took to it, and I really was passionate about it. Were you singing already? No, no, no. Quite the opposite. And that would be decades later. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're studying Carnegie Hall. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. It sounds weird. That's crazy. It is crazy. And does the teacher? let you know that you have aptitude not realize, really no he's just awesome I mean I don't know I don't know it's mm-hmm. it's difficult I don't know if I have an objective point of view about that okay because I was in it you know? right he's just like an amazing dude right like like what, I don't know why I'm telling this story but one time he passed a kidney stone during one of our lessons, right? What? And he's just like You don't sipping, have to laugh silently. He's You're like sipping, like, sipping in his suspense. He's like, excuse me one second, please. No, stop! That's he's supposed to be the, the most man, painful it thing is, in right? the world. And he leaves, his wife comes and is like, I'm sorry, Juan de la Mata. What a cool name, right? Juan de la Mata. Check this out. I was at uh, Amoeba Records recently. We all went, my wife and I, she, she beats me to it. She always goes to the flamenco section. Wow. Rifling through... There he is. See one one of his records. Wow. Yeah, really cool, right? Like, That's really cool. Yeah. So, and he passes a stone, and he, <laughs> like in like the middle did. of a, it's supposed yeah. to be worse than and childbirth. He, he's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Penny. <laughs> so, did, Penny Barnett just said, "I knew you would be fine. You are Vicky Abelson." Um, Whoa, <laughs> there it fun. is. Butch Patrick. Okay, um, yeah, from that, the Munsters. Yeah, no Butch, way. Yes, Eddie, Eddie Munster, Munster. Eddie Munster is watching. <laughs> okay, now I'm nervous. No. I was fine. No, Shit. Butch is like the That's best. That's so cool. Phil, hey Phil, who else would kill? Uh, Anthony Coppola, hi, um, Linda Liberty. I'm just saying hi to people. Rick, oh, nice. so Rick Smolke, the guy I told. Yeah. Rick, so Carlos needs business cards. Rick is going to make that happen for you. Thank you, Rick, in advance. You're amazing. Okay, so 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 you take these lessons. You go into school. Yeah. Are you a good student? Um, possibly could have been a quintessential underachiever yeah uh, possibly but do you know you're going to be a musician when you grow yes. up yes you already know that. i mean i don't know but you know like i just never thought about anything else D- you never thought about anything else yeah. so do you finish school yeah oh yeah do you go to college went to music school went to the music school so when do <laughs> when do you start playing out how does that um, happen that's a good question. You know, in music school, you form bands, you know, and you get. What there kind were of bands were you doing? Just kind of like I, I had this like French, guy. like it was a very kind of international school. And, Where's uh, the music school? In Hollywood, it's called Musicians Institute. It's still there. I, I think it's a, might be. Yeah, it's still there. It's, okay. But at the time, this was in 1985. Oh, I'm not in the shot anymore. I'm getting told yes. I have to get in the shot. In uh, 1985, you, it was just people from all over the world coming to school, and I kind of collaborated with this French guy and wrote songs and they kind of had this Euro pop 
guitar vibe to it. I can't imagine you playing we, Europop. Uh, I don't know if it's the Europop <laughs> you're imagining. Okay. But I thought it was pretty cool at the time, but it turns out it wasn't. And the clubs are very... Uh, the clubs were into Madame Wong's East. Madame Wong's, what, do you remember this? Remember no, because I'm in New York. Yes. I, I was in New remember York. This Crystal knows. There was this place on Pico called Club 88 where okay. the, 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 the club owner could not resist taking in stray cats. And the smell of this club was, oh. you know, incredible. Oh. And so to, these are the storied, uh, <laughs> the storied history of a musician coming of age in... Los Angeles. So what was so the first bands that you're in are you're playing French Euro pop? Uh, yeah, stuff like that, okay. and just not really figuring out what I wanted to do. And that, again, I wasn't even singing yet. But you had studied classical guitar. Correct. You knew how to play flamenco. Correct. Were you playing lead guitar? Yes. And you were already playing lead. Yeah. So you were the lead guitarist. Yes. Okay. And you're not singing. No. No. Okay. No. Um, are you writing songs? Hmm. Trying, but not successful. Okay. So, and are you making a living doing this? Mm, well, yeah, almost. Yeah, so um, uh, I did the thing. I got out of music school. I got a job at Guitar Center, as you, as you think you have to do. as a That's, right? That makes sense so, to me. But the cool thing about that is, you know, it's this, it's this giant chain. It's like a yeah. Walmart or something. I don't know what to compare it to. It's, just, it's huge, of the, right? Yeah, it's right. like a Target, right? Yeah, a music yeah. store. Well, at this time, there was only one of them. Really? It was a mom and pop store still. On what? Sun really? The one on Sunset Boulevard was the I only did not know that. one and the uh, the shenanigans. Wait, your friend Walt just said you're a good athlete, too. All right. Oh, well, yeah. Thanks, thanks Walt. Walt. I'm going to ask, I'm gonna yeah. ask about that next. Yeah. So so it's a mom and pop store? It was, yeah. And and I imagine that like every musician in the world stopped it. Did you yes. meet? Yeah, I mean... I pick up the phone and Eddie Van Halen is on. I was like, ah, what? <laughs> Stevie Wonder was. Oh, you want to hear a great Stevie Wonder? Story? Yes. Uh, two. I'll give you two little. Okay. Ste oh yeah. Stevie. Stevie. Um, well, this new keyboard came out. Everyone's obsessed with it. What a new piece of equipment and okay. technology, and everyone right. just like gotta have it. And there's not enough to go around. And he has this uh, salesman take him through it and show it to him. Not show it to him exactly. Oh uh, well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad that wasn't me. I'm so glad I didn't. Because uh, that could have very easily been me. So, uh, and Stevie asked him, hey, what what do you think? Uh, do you do you like this keyboard yourself? He's like, yeah, man, I love it. It's amazing. He's like, okay, I'll take two of them. One for me, one for you. So they bought them. Stop. Cool, right? What a great story right. that is. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. I don't know. Wouldn't it be fun to be able to do that? That's so cool. That's but, really and, but there are a lot of people can do it that don't so it's the he, fact that he did yes. right right he's not one of those people i think because he did the same he was in at another time and he overheard a, 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 like a 13 year old kid with his les paul les paul is a very uh classic pricey. and pricey yeah. electric guitar it's mm -hmm. class great it's one of the great guitars and, right uh, and mom maybe a single mom you know, sorry, I don't think it's gonna work out this year. And he, uh, Stevie, overheard it. It turns out his hearing is pretty good. And see what I did there. <laughs> and uh, he had the guitar waiting for the family at the front desk, which is pretty pretty cool, right? That's amazing. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Um, okay, That's why so I ended up. Maybe <laughs> you would. No. <laughs> so okay, so so wait, so before we we go back to music, tell me music. about the athlete stuff. So, oh yeah, I just loved sports. Did too. you play? Yeah, baseball and soccer, probably. Yeah. Through school? Yeah. 
Did you ever entertain idea thoughts of being an athlete? Hmm. Maybe as a young person, but you know, every kid does, I guess, that likes sports. That I think likes so. Like, well, who was? What was your team? I didn't. Uh, oddly enough, I didn't really have one. Being in wow. New Jersey, you're either like a Mets fan or Yankees fan, mm-hmm. and of course, the the Yankees had a great team in the mid '70s, and they were really fun. Reggie Jackson was my hero. Exactly. I saw that game live and he had three home runs on three pitches. Oh, oh I wasn't there for that game. No, I, well, I, well, I saw it on TV. Oh, okay. yeah, I wasn't yeah, there yeah. either. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I remember like tuning in as a kid. Hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that era, you know, they were fun to watch. But I don't know if I ever committed to being a Yankees. Okay. I'm a Dodgers fan. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry, uh, sorry, East Coast. Okay. All right. Although, All right. you know. You're here now. I don't want to talk about them either. So. What brought you out here? Uh, yeah, music school and stayed. And I did have like a couple of these same two uncles kind of mm-hmm. lived in LA and helped one of them let me stay with him while I was in school and helped me out and, and that was uh, Uncle Frank thanks thanks for everything and uh, that kind of helped me get going and then at, once I was in uh, Guitar Center mm-hmm. this guy was like hey man I'm uh, I'm leaving back to Chicago but I had this handful of students and some of them are like celebrity students. Ah, we're getting to see it. where we're going? See I, I, see, I see where we're going. <laughs> I like it. That and was... one of them was Dionne Warwick's son, who apparently now is a huge producer, Damon, but, uh, but he was like a little kid. And uh, so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, Wait, no, I'll how did it. he know that you could teach? He didn't. Because that's, that that's a different thing. And by the way, if he thought that I could teach, he would be wrong. Because I, you know, because I could, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Well, I, you ended up taking that very far so. after a few years. Yeah, you get, but I, but I liked it. I, I think okay, so how do you, st- how do you, Carlos? For those of you who don't know, I don't. I've been writing it anyway. Yeah. Has has become the teacher of insane people, which we'll talk about. <laughs> but how how you're at that first lesson that you're teaching? Yeah. How did you prepare for that? What did you do? I, I not 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 much. <laughs> that, and I don't really totally. I mean, that was so thirty her, plus years ago. And your first student is Dionne Warwick's. Yeah, one of the very first ones. Yeah, and they were all like kind of kids, yeah. also from like Harvard Westlake Brentwood School. So it was kind of that little private Affluent, school. Affluent. Yeah. Kind of and six and and celebrity parents. Maybe yeah. So that was like one of the. I mean, yeah, this thing. Did is, anybody is, ever like bust you for being a fake? A, f- a fake what? Well, I teacher. mean, I mean, teacher. No, because, no, no, you were able no, no. to like. I, I, I did it. I got it, but yeah. I just, I just didn't. I know I wasn't as good at it as I would be later with more experience and a, and a sort of more of a plan. Did you? Do, okay, so did you develop an on-the-job training plan? I did. Is that how it worked? I did. It did. So what? I got paid for it. So what might? One of those early lessons have looked like. Uh, it would probably be like, hey, uh, what kind of music do you like? Do you know any chords? Let's level. Let's learn a couple chords on the guitar. Oh, you want to learn a riff on the guitar? That kind of thing. And okay. So it was, you know, heading kind of in the direction where it should. should okay. Go. Yeah. And so you start. You're starting to make money as a as a te- as a guitar. Yeah. Teacher. So I'm teaching privately and and I'm able to uh, sustain myself, keep myself alive doing that, for. For a while. And are you also doing gigs? Yes, but and, not very important ones. Okay. Yeah. But like, so they were important to me. And so, what? Where? Where are you playing out? Uh, so I guess the next major thing. Wow, this is so crazy. We're just doing like a 
the biography of we Buzz are this this, <laughs> this is your life it Carlos really Calvo. is it really <laughs> is this is what I've been trying to forget all this time <laughs> um, you know, the, I guess the next major, major thing is I had this uh, the student the student she went um, I taught her for several years and she went away to college Correct. and you know was kind of close with the family mm-hmm. and um, she ended up getting a result not uh, not opposite to what you got oh. she ended up uh, having a lump on the shoulder and it was like Hodgkin's disease oh. and uh, so she came home and had surgery and started doing chemo and so we just started hanging out and she had written a couple songs in co- college and we kind of just started messing around hey maybe we could tweak them let's record them let's you know do uh, this and that and so we built this little duo and that's that duo ended up getting a lot of traction what was it called it was called emily and carlos yeah and i just got an email this is the 90s uh, early 90s and i just got an email like yesterday it's like hey man i can't find those emily and carlos songs anyone could you send me you know are you the carlos from emily and carlos like, okay can you play out. us a little emily? i said no. three songs no. oh yeah, play, yeah you play, play, want, play a little uh, emily and carlos Okay, I'm, I'm horrible at lyrics, but okay. like this is a song we both we both decided to like read Catcher in the Rye and write write a song about it. Wow. You know. Okay. So it was like it was kind of cool. Catch me again. It had a cool chord. actually had an experience driving and someone in a jeep blew past us blasting that cassette tape that is one of those crazy things that well they first was of all the fact that you're saying cassette tape, cassette is tape. <laughs> did i mention the 90s the, the 1890s by the way when I say the 90s. back in the old days there were these yeah. little things that yeah. you would pop into a machine um yeah so how long did you guys stay together um a long time it just but you know uh, and that's how and we how became, did the music get how did did you guys promote it did you have somebody we had it? people kept making copies of it and copies of it and like dude you gotta hear this like I, you know like uh yeah people on the east coast like you you would play us. out did you yes. play out together? Yeah, we started. The first thing we ever did. Do you remember Highland Grounds? No, you weren't here. So Highland Grounds. Highland Grounds. Highland, Grounds. Yeah. Highland Avenue. Oh, what is it now? There was, it's it's uh, the Cat and Fiddle. You okay. know where the Cat and uh-huh. Fiddle is yeah, right yeah. now? Uh-huh. Not the original, but where it is now on Highland Avenue. Because it moved. It got... Okay. Um, so that used to be this coffee shop, but like that was really known for live music, and, and they had an amazing open mic night and so we started there and kind of just took off and we used to play this place called Luna Park we used, we played the Troubadour Castle wow. Blues and that's how we ended up uh, 
We ended up with the same manager somehow as uh, Bob Dylan, uh, oh my God. Paul Simon, and what? George Harrison. I'm, I'm beginning at to the see. Time. What? And our little humble little band. Yeah. So now I'm getting to so see the thread of you how know those opening. This could never work. <laughs> you can see how, how it's all going to explode later, but I don't want to give away the ending. Oh, I do. Wow. <laughs> but you all know. Hi, Pete's watching. Hi, Karen. Hi, Christina. Um, okay, so. Uh, so my episode of Storytellers. Exactly. I, I, yes. I yeah. Okay, so so you end up with a manager. Yeah, and managers. he's great. He's okay. brilliant. He's okay. great. And he just, uh, you know, we tried. And so what happened? I don't know. It just, I don't want to, you know, there was a. Uh, was it personal? Maybe a little okay. bit. Because um, that yeah, can fuck I things think, up so I fast. I think we, we had maybe different concepts of work ethic, but again, I'm not here to. Yeah, I you gotcha. Know. Emily's awesome. She was great to work with, and that was a really wonderful project that apparently some people still remember these days. That is, is so fantastic. It is. And so, how long are you guys together? Maybe five years, oh, something that's... like that, six years. But Did you tour at all? Yeah, we did some play. We played like in, in uh, Colorado a little mm -hmm. bit. But also, we wrote a lot of songs. And so I practiced writing a lot of songs. And I started, you know, by so that's where you got those singing. chops. Yeah, got the songwriting chops. And I felt that, and with my friend Glenn Goss, who sadly just passed away. I'm sorry. He, amazing guy, and he was uh, from Philly, mm -hmm. and he. Uh, hey, Al. Alash. Yeah. Oh, do we have Philly Al, girl. Alice, That's right. Water. Water. <laughs> w o o t r. Give me that. I'm gonna have some water. I say water. I'm yeah, from New York, so New York. we say water, and we say pizza. pizza. We had an e r where an mm -hmm. a goes, and an a where an e r goes. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Jersey, so we just say fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. He's so, in our, he's in our tribe. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> right, Walt? Tell him. There you go. Uh, so, um, so yeah, and this guy Glenn was with this. Uh, there was this band called the Hooters from Philly. Just, I remember, remember the Hooters. The Hooters sure. were, yeah, yeah. Were, were epic, right? Yeah, All you zombies. <laughs> Man, we dance like the wave of the ocean rolling. Absolutely. So good. Yes. So my buddy Glenn grew up with um, the main singer and songwriter of that band, and, okay. and he's an amazing songwriter. We did this uh, project to the, together called the Dead Poets, and we just got together and wrote t stacks of songs and just recorded them and just hold up, and it was great. Again, another very uh, formative uh, time, even though maybe nothing. Uh, came of that project. That's everything not is, true. Everything's yeah. moving forward. It, it was absolutely foundational, mm -hmm. and it um, informed everything that I feel or think that I know about writing music. You know, it, it was like just. Can you? Is there anything specifically you can point to just, that you learned from that? Yeah, just um. Well, he was a great lyricist, and he's really um. There's different styles. There's, there's a kind of more storytelling lyricist, and he was more stream of consciousness uh, lyricist, where you just kind of skim off, you know, the top layer of, of your subconscious and just pull things that are just sitting there. Is there a Paul lyric? Paul Simon is like that. Uh, 
Paul Simon. Give there me were an incidents of and accidents and oh. blah, blah, blah. you know, like you know how his his songs have this kind of like almost wordplay meandering mm-hmm. in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's like stream classic stream conscious song. Right? Uh huh. Yeah, I know. When what have we learned today? So <laughs> so okay. So wait. So so you're playing. You're playing with Emily. So you're the, doing it with yeah, the manager. Yeah, these are the two big projects. So now, how does the how does the how does opening for Bob Dylan and Paul Simon happen? And when yeah, does that so, happen? Yeah. So oh, so there's this gig. He's like so the manager's like you know there's this gig at the. Uh, you know the famous Fillmore East, and there's a Fillmore West. I went to the Fillmore East. East. Believe it or not, there is a Fillmore in Denver. As Wait, well. what? I know. There's also this is this came later. I, I think after Bill Graham passed, but because I was a like fourteen when it yeah, 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 sad, beautiful auditorium, mm-hmm. and um, Paul Simon and Bob Dylan were about to go on tour together the following year. They when played the Hollywood this? Bowl, like. I'm not good. Approximately ninety nine. Okay. Two thousand. Okay. And he's like, oh, "I want you guys to be the opening act." You know, I was like, "Whoa!" So we did. It was great. What, what was that like? Um, I don't think I was smart enough to be as scared as I should have been. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And also, did you have any interaction with them? Oh, uh, with Paul. How, yeah. how so? Just uh, he, you know, greeting. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good. Hey, good to meet you. You know that. Okay. Nothing, nothing like. And Bob, no. Bob's you don't, nothing. You don't to get to talk to Bob. You don't get yeah. to talk to Bob. No, you don't get to talk to Bob. <laughs> and that's kind of part of one of the millions of things I love about him. Yeah. You don't get to talk to Bob. What one of my favorite, well, my only story about Bob was uh, my friend Kenny Aronson was playing bass with him. I. I just play with Kenny. Stop it. So my buddy Glenn, we did. He put together this. Big, are you guys familiar with Bait Shuva? It's um, it's a rehab. Oh uh, yes, I know a lot of people who got sober there. Of course, yeah. yeah. And my buddy Glenn did, and he ended up working there, became the musical director there. He put on this big show, Rock for Life. Yeah. The Hooters came. Kenny Aronson was the bass player. I was the top. I was a Hooter for that night. Oh my that's god! I okay, so I've been booking Kenny's. Kenny's was playing for me back in '85, '86. Okay, that's crazy. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm playing a gig in New York. I was thinking about hiring him. I talked. I talked to him about him playing bass for me for that gig. Kenny's, oh, Kenny's one of my favorite part. bass players in the world, and he's such he, a great dude. And he plays slap bass like nobody's. Been, nobody yeah, plays slap just plays bass. Every, he's in the Yardbirds. He's been playing yes, the Yardbirds. Yes, he's been touring with the Yardbirds for yeah. for a long time. But he was yes. playing with Dylan, and this was yes. back in the. 80s, yeah, and um, he invited me to come to the studio because I Dylan was my god to meet yeah. Bob, and so I was getting off the elevator and Kenny stopped me and he said, "Go mm. home, yeah, not today, yeah." Like, you don't get he, to talk to Bob, like, but well, but no, I could have, but he didn't want the whole bubble to burst. Like, yeah, Bob wasn't having a good day, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wouldn't have been good. I would sure. have been sad, so he, I was sad and I got sent home. Yeah, but so yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the myth the, of Dylan. It's it's smart. I think <laughs> it's mythology. I think it's smart to to keep the myth going. Kenny. That's yeah, so Kenny is dope. He's he's oh. just awesome. We had a great time. And back in the day, he wears a hat yep. these days. But back does. in the day, he had like the original pompadour. Wow. He had the most. His hair was like wow. this high. He's and in Atlanta he City these cool days. Dude. I think. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't we'll know. Go, we'll, we'll track him down. Oh God, Kenny, coming for you, buddy. Um, ten, 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 one. Minutes. To what? Seven? No. One hour? No. No. Edit. Oh no. Cut it out. No, Ron. We so talk. Sorry. We talk. So no, sorry. it's. It, I thank you for being up. <laughs> Ron, we're Ron, only in the nineties. I am 
so great to, to Ron Frederick, who just yes. happened to hear, I was t speaking at Women Who Write what, a, a couple of weeks ago and saying, God, Pete's going on the road, yeah. and oh my God, you know, and Pretty I need people who will be willing. And like Ron just stepped up and said, if you ever need anybody, Crystal said, I'm there. I mean, these are, this is the sort of, because nobody makes money doing this. No one here is making money doing this. We do this for the love of the art, right? That's right. That's what we do it. And so thank you so much for for doing this. And so, by the way, if anybody has any questions for Carlos, please um, put them on the thread and then Ron and Crystal are going to let us know and if you've I'll, got I'll questions. And we'll make something up. And, and we'll make something up. And if not, like, we'll pretend that there are questions. Right. No. I, I think people are, 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 are just so stunned listening to your brilliance that they You're can't so even funny. think to type right yes, now. So, okay. Right. So, um, okay. So, so you played with Emily, yeah. and what happens next? And, and, and uh, wait, have you... Then, then I decided to try to do my own thing. Are you teaching mega superstar little guy who uh, becomes mega yeah, famous Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, so yeah. Adam Levine. Okay, so ha what's that about? I get a call from a, mo uh, from a mom who's got a 10-year-old kid. 10! Yeah. Adam Levine, Maroon 5, yeah. at 10. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, although, you know, yeah. Let's drop some names, I guess. Right? Yeah, let's drop so, yeah, some no, names. So, so they're great. I love uh, the family. Uh, Adam's mom's name is Patsy, and she's wonderful. Could, and could Adam actually, play it all then? No, no, no. It's his first lesson ever in his life. You know, Taught him from... Now, You're I was a little better him. at this at that point. Okay, so how long have you been teaching at this point? Eight to ten years. Oh, so you, yeah. you've got teaching chops now. Yeah, it's getting there. It's okay. getting better. you got games. Yeah, I still look like a maniac, but... but uh, <laughs> But uh, and uh, and I ended up meeting one of my best friends there because Adam had like a, a like a British au pair like a nanny. Yeah, she was great. She became a friend of mine. Uh, still is to this day. Nice. And um and her sister was also doing the same line of work and married a guy. And anyway, he's he's one of my best friends. Is we went to an engagement party and, and met. I don't know. That's that's uh. No, that's parenthetical, I, but I, I can't like think about that period of my life. But here's something interesting. I don't know, I don't know you probably know this, but um, uh, Adam's dad. I know nothing. Is uh, his best friend since he was 15 is uh, Jonah Hill's dad, right? Okay, that's a little. I wasn't expecting Who's that. Jonah Feldstein, actually. Um, and 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 what's it? Beanie. His, Beanie. his sister Beanie. I remember when Beanie was born. So my kids love Beanie's amazing. Beanie, she's a Broadway. Yeah, yeah. She's, she does. She does it all right? with Ben Platt. She's yeah. best friends with I think Ben Platt, right? Wow. Yeah. So um, yeah, so therefore, and um, Jonah's and Jonah's dad was a businessman, a big business manager, rock and roll, like Siegel and Feldstein. I think was the name of the the firm they were uh -huh. for Guns and Roses. Oh like, wow! Not, like very big. Wow. And uh, and I ta I also taught Jonah and his older brother Jordy, who would go on to manage uh, Maroon Five. Oh wow! And they were, I heard that they were neighbor, right? The, yeah, yeah. They all lived in Chevy Hills, uh, Chevy Hills, Beverly Wood, right there. And know? they were like kids together. They grew up together. They, they grew, grew up together. They were, they were really really close friends. Apparently, still are. And and the fact that they're still I I have to yeah. give a shout out to Adam Levine, who by the way I miss on the Voice very much, but the fact that. He never stepped out and took himself because he could have taken himself out and had the solo career and left Maroon Five a long time oh, ago. Oh yeah, definitely. He was encouraged to do so many times. I understand. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah, every fact day, that, probably. Right, and yeah. the fact that he is 
that they are still Maroon yes. 5, I respect that very much. Definitely. And I will say this, just, you know, when I would see him on The Voice from time to time, right. he's really acting exactly like himself. As well, I I, I've heard he's kind of a character. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you can see he's kind of a character. Yeah. A little yeah. full of himself, but well, he deserves it. Again, we had a little conversation. How could you not be at some point, right? When certain things happen and you become a globally recognized name and face, there's no way you could be stay the, the same. Stay the same. Yeah. Although, That's why I've been avoiding it. That's because... Uh, <laughs> Although, all right, I have to We've say, gotten to the core of who Carlos Calvo is. Now. I have to say the one exception to that rule that I can think of without even taking a pause is Tom Hanks. Um, from yeah. everything I know. And I just want to say that I just... Yeah. Uh, two hours ago, got an invitation to a screening of uh, "It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood," and Tom's going to be there. And my lifelong dream to be to breathe his wow. air, I'm going to get to do on Saturday, and I'm out of my mind, crazy excited that's, that's because he's somebody awesome. that did not. He that does seem. Everybody to says, "Yeah, that shit's not happened to him yeah. at all." Yeah. Like ever. Yeah. Okay, so, but let's get back to Adam. So, he's 10 yeah. years old. Yeah, so, uh, and, and by the way, Jonah was a, is a really solid musician, too. Is he really? And he wrote this song when he was 11 called Mr. Spaceman. That was just hey, fucking Mr. hilarious. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, No, it was, it was more like, uh, I was talking about, like, you know, his dirty parts and stuff like... I could, you know, I have a like a pornographic memory of, for music. Where Pornogra- I pornographic. All right, now that's a Freudian slip I can get behind. No, so I, for some reason, I like I have my own lyrics in front of me because I can't remember anything. But music, I can remember every single thing. All right, I think the hard drive. So you'd be like, it was kind of nirvanish. Mr. Spaceman, is that just supersonic? Your space modulator under there. <laughs> really gonna conquer Earth again. You know, wow. he wrote this. It was a, such a. We took him into my buddy Glenn's studio to record it. I wish I still had it. How, how Joan is like 10. 11. He's yeah. 11. Yeah. And he stops playing? Well, he's really funny. Like, he's the, he's the funniest kid. You know, kids can be precocious and right. kind of clever. But yeah. No, he was really funny. Now is he part? Is he playing with Adam? No, no, no. But they both went. They also both, I think, ended up at Brentwood School, and and so Adam had a band, and they got signed right. Okay, at, now Adam's at high band. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No His band right then is that Maroon Five? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I like yeah, yeah. that. Although okay. some of the guys are. Okay. I think they're, they're the same guys. Their first band was called Cara's Flappers. Called what? Kara, the name uh, is K-A-R-A, Kara's Flowers. Okay. And they were kind of like Beatles meets Green Day. Oh, wow. I know. Now, is Adam, and they were great. Is Adam playing, what's, is he playing? Guitar and singing. He, I know he's singing. No, he's playing, he's a, he's a, he's a really accomplished guitar player. I, I've seen that. Yeah. And the, it always amazes me because yeah. I don't expect him to be Like singing. on Howard Stern, him playing like Purple Rain solo. I, I saw him right? do Right, right. And this is all because... Carlos Calvo no, was his teacher. No, I, no. but uh, it's because well, he, he played. Has he really did. Yeah, yeah. No, he really did. Like he was really uh, had tunnel vision with music as well. Was he like one of those students that like did the homework and stuff? He just no. He just did not really good. He just that's all he wanted to do. Just just played. You know, just had his like gooey preteen hands on those strings nonstop. You know, how, just, how how long did you teach him? Uh, okay, so 
he graduated high school. He got the, that band. Wait, he, wait. Got he's ten when you start. Yes. So all through school. Wow. Yeah. And um, and are they we playing out and doing gigs? You no, know, now they're getting yes, and now and, for, and we were all playing at this place called the Alligator Lounge. Does anyone remember? Crystal, that? Crystal, do you remember the Alligator Lounge? There's there's a place on Pico near where the freeway, like Pico and Thirty Fourth, where the ten freeway crosses. A place called Upper West. Is that the name of this restaurant? Well, that place used to be. Don't, we're going back to the 90s, folks. This is good. That's not that It was old. great. And there was a lot of great bands used to play there. Uh-huh. His band uh, and like Rooney, um, uh, Phantom Planet, you know. Uh, remember that? California, here we come. Right back where we started from. The theme song to the OC. Come on. Okay, yeah. I didn't watch it either. A New didn't Yorker didn't watch soaps. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't the soap. Was it a soap? Oh, the OC. That was like kind of nighttime soap, kind of. Thing, yeah, it was I like think. young kind yeah. of. I'm old. I didn't watch yeah. young. Yeah. It was I like Beverly Hills 90210. It was like that. It was like 90210 okay. as, but yeah, the yeah. Kind of kids. Okay. So uh, all these cool bands and scenes, they're playing there. And they, they get signed to Warner Brothers, same label as Green Day. They're kind of the same producer as Green Day. Wow. And they make this record, and it's very exciting. And it tanks. Completely. Uh, label. And have they, they've written, Adam's writing the songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the band. It's a band, yeah. but he's writing the songs. And it's not all the guys from Ruin 5. It is most of the band. The, the original bass player and the other guitar player, keyboardist. Uh, okay. Nikki and, and uh, Jesse Carmichael, yeah. So, uh, anyway, so they, they, they get dropped from their label. And then, like, they're, Adam and Jesse are sharing an apartment. On like Santa Monica and Sentinella in West LA. This is kind of, you know, not very glamorous two bedroom apartment. And he has, hey man, you know, we're in between kind of ideas. You want to work together? So we, we, we started working together again in between. And then they put together Maroon 5. And I think we all know what happened. Wait a minute. We started working together? Yeah, the, he, he reached out to me and said, hey, I want to do, let's do some more guitar stuff. I want to keep going. I want to keep studying. So he kept studying. So yeah. he kept wanting to better himself. Even after his first uh, record deal. Which is really cool. Wow. That says a lot about him, I guess. It does say a lot about him. Yeah. But that, I think, is a hallmark of many successful people. Their kind of relentless pursuit of... So, um, and Maroon 5 hits, like, immediately. Just, like, immediately. It's pretty big, yeah. And have you seen him since he Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've chatted and hung out. We've talked and we texted. Like, one of his very, very best friends I was also teaching. And they're still very, very good friends. And so... Uh, my friend lives, his friend, who's a st- also a student of mine, Charlie, lives in Chicago. And so we were in Chicago once and we're just ringing Adam up and said, dude, I'm here with Carlos. Like, don't worry, Carlos. You know, that whole thing. I'm sure he's very nostalgic about he it. Is, I, mean, uh, he was I understand there time. was a Maroon 5, like, like um, video of the life of Maroon 5. And apparently I'm in it. I don't know. But I haven't seen it. Somebody love, told me. I love that. But he's still lovely with you. If, if oh, he's you. wonderful. He's one. He, he has to be very grateful to you. Um, He's really gracious about it. There's no he, doubt. There's no yeah, doubt. and right? he studied with you a long, long time. Long time, yeah. And yeah. so you get very close, you know, mm-hmm. when, when that sort of thing happens, you know, exchanging. So you're not have, having, like, milk and cookies and, like, doing a little lesson and yeah. that kind of thing? That sounds Ten years right. old? That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> this is just too crazy. Yeah. All right, so, and, and so, okay, so is he your first student that, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had like students in bands or like, you know, that same time that Graham Nash's 
Sun would, would they also nice. say, like the Brentwood school was crazy at that time like I remember when Adam was maybe 15 or something he, he's like hey we're doing a big fundraiser for the school it's going to be live music I, I want to have you as a guest right so the thing is at the Palladium not at the school of course and um, there's three three uh, musical acts playing the first one was, was the late uh, Nicolette Larson who was oh, like awesome, right? yeah. epic right yes. oh, great then Kenny Loggins comes out, right? This is a high school. And then Crosby, Stills, and Nash fucking come out. And like, I'm like, what the? Holy, yeah. yeah. So I was That's like, yeah, really... that was, that, thanks. Thanks for you. Like, That's great. You know, he knew it was going to be cool, and he knew how to enjoy it, which is, which is sweet. Wow, that is sweet. Okay, so so who else's kids are you teaching? Now? Well, or like, uh, you know, one one kid I really liked. I didn't get to work with him as long as I would have liked because he moved to East Coast. But there's a band, the band Aerosmith, uh, the guitar player Joe Perry. Oh, is it just the little band called yeah. Aerosmith and the little Joe Perry. Song. But you know, I know, what's that? Sounds familiar. Yeah, and yeah, he's a really uh, he's really good. Is uh, he guitar? Guitar player and 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 but really he credits his grandfather Nick, who is a jazz clarinetist. Wow, what is that to be? I know it's so interesting. This, well, who uh, other what, who other kids? Right? What other kids were you teaching? Really? Yeah, come on, drop some names. Like, drop some names. We're gonna get you some students. Yeah, you but students. I mean, man, it's hard. You know, again, I don't. It's a haze of okay of awesomeness but yeah a lot, a lot of things like that like neil diamond's kid well like, i i spent thanksgiving at neil diamond's house once okay so what was that what? <laughs> the jazz singer so what is that like um well, uh, tense how come because he was getting divorced oh i yeah. actually think i saw the girl that he then yeah he married the, the younger yeah i think yeah. so uh-huh I think so, uh, but he couldn't have been nicer and more graceful. And he handed me like I have like his live double, like box set, and, and it's the one he literally he's like, he got want you to have this. And That's pretty sweet. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 He was really nice, really nice dude, really chill. So how does it turn out? Because you then start working on sets and yes. teaching actors how to play guitar. Yeah, coaching did, for TV. How did that start? So, uh, I think one music supervisor just like was looking for someone and and um, you know the fact that I've been able to sustain myself as a working musician is, is has so much to do with fortunate circumstances and somebody just dropped my name and said hey you know this guy's great you should call him up and this music supervisor is great and he um, who was he looking for a teacher for Oh, what was the first one, man? Oh, actually, the first one was an indie movie I did mm -hmm. where I had to teach this girl classical guitar. But, like, Bud Carr. Bud Carr is a great, he's a, a legendary music supervisor, and he brought me in on, like, um, things like uh, I did uh, Get On Up, James Brown, Biopic. I, I coached, you know, he, he brought me in the Californication. Okay, which starts the David Duchovny thing. Right. So you're dying to get to this. Okay, but my look at look how satisfied she looks. Oh, oh. <laughs> I need a cigarette. Right. But before we get to, to David, yeah. you've done up you've done other a bunch of these things. I got I remember one call I got and this guy is like, um, it's okay, uh, very big client. We need you to teach him for very he's big, you know, it's like he's not telling, but he's not telling. He's like, Hey man, you know, 
that's cool, but I've done this, but you're going to have to let me know who it who is. Would... It turns out to be Tom Cruise for Rock of Ages. Right? So they call me and they... <laughs> This is so embarrassing. Okay, I, I can't. Don't make me okay, do so this. yeah, do this. Okay, so what is that like? I don't know because there was a thing. I think I got kind of background checked, maybe, and I think they were hoping for someone in the circle, if you know what I mean. Scientology. Yeah. I wonder who they found. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't get the time. And, you didn't, didn't yeah, get the Tom Cruise gig. Did not get the time. I, I was high. I was literally like, okay, you're set. We're you're starting. How, what year is what time frame is this? I don't know. When was like, I'm bad. 1990s. No, 2000s? no, this is already the 2000s. Okay. Uh, the Rock of Ages. It was a, I, it was a Broadway musical, yeah, and he, I, he did the movie. I saw that movie. I didn't even remember Tom was in that movie. Okay. Well, that's that's how good that guitar was. I actually, I, I, I take that back. I do remember, and Tom actually did a very good job. He, he did a he very did. good job in that. You know who I really enjoyed uh, coaching? Um, David Oyelowo. He played uh, Martin Luther King Jr. in Selma. You know, wow. that movie. Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's brilliant. He's a British actor, actually. Uh-huh. And we did this um, chess records movie called Who Do You Love? Uh, Bud Carr was once the... You know that, Ron? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, the same movie was a movie with a very similar storyline was coming out and Beyonce was playing... uh, Oh. What what, what is... uh, Why is my brain doing this right now that I can't remember? Um, The... the, Come on, help me. Come on, Crystal. You're a music person. I don't know what movie you're talking about. The amazing female crooner. uh, It'll come back to me. Oh, uh, not Dream Girl. No, no, no. no, no. What? What? Now, no, it'll come back to me. I all can't right. do it right Okay, now. all right. I'm going to surprise you with it. All right, no. I so, all those characters, you know, so he was playing a young B.B. King, and I had to coach him on like early, like 1955, not B.B. King, uh, Muddy Waters, who's uh-huh. absolutely one of my heroes. Heroes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he w- actors are really hardworking people. And yeah. they, they're gonna, they're not gonna stop till they feel like they got it right. Uh-huh. That's one thing I do admire about them after having worked in that world for a while is just how hard they work. They're really uh, dedicated to getting it right. How is, as, so the difference a, between teaching kids who are ten to eighteen yeah. years old and going on a set and teaching an actor. Yeah. The 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 thing is with a kid, you have time, you know. With the actor, like, well, this scene shoots in two and a half weeks. I was going to say, so how much time do you usually get to teach an actor to... Sometimes a month, sometimes a week. Something like that. Could go. And how fast. successful can they be learning to do it in, like, a week? So that that will inform us on how we're going to go about doing it. You know, if there's time, we're really going to get into more detail. What did you think of um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek, what he did? Did you, did well, you he was, see? Well, he was, his performance was. I mean, he didn't, he didn't play. Amazing. He didn't play piano at all before right. he did that. Right, right. None of those he guys played. He definitely did coaching, yeah. Well, one guy. Brian May, I think, coached the guitar player himself. I thought that was Brian May. I was he like, how is this right. happening? And he played incredible. Yeah. One guy, the. the Bass player, I think, actually is a player. Mm-hmm. But the drummer, right. drummer who played Roger Taylor was not a drummer either. Yeah, they all had to. They be coached. were amazing. Of course, the budget on that film, yeah, is is not small, and so they probably st- started doing that with like a year. Work. They probably started pretty early because it's yeah. important. Yes, it's not like some guy playing 
you know, for two busking for two seconds. This is Queen. Yeah. And everyone knows what Queen looks like playing live. You know. I, I thought they did that brilliantly. They crushed it. They're amazing. Amazing. Um, you know. Okay, so did did you coach anybody who couldn't get it? I mean, you don't have to name a name. You mean for film or yeah. TV? That's a good question. Not really. I mean, like, because it depends what you mean by get it. Like, there are degrees, and, like, you get as close as you can get. You so know? if they can't really, like, really play, then yeah, they're but just going to manage it. And, you, and it. you could really map out where the notes are, and they get, you know, they get really close. Did good. anybody blow your mind and, like, just, like, do incredible in a really short time? Well, uh, I think... Dave Oyelowo, like our, our, the musical soup, the musical director for that film is Keb Mo. That's a pretty serious wow. name. Okay, blues, so right? wait, what what film is this? Who do you love? This is the Chess okay. Records, uh, you know. So all those amazing artists that came came up. Chuck Berry, I think, originally was on Chess. And Records. so you're coaching the guy who's going to be Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. And he he actually starts feeling that Keb Mo is not being authentic enough which I'm like wait what no don't do this and, but he gets so deep into it and he has his points he's like no he actually did it like this he's like well but yeah but with this movie you know we don't have to be so he's like no we have to do it and there were there was some tension with him in a way you know wow which I admired I admired both of their stances not to be overly diplomatic but look the guy Kevin Moe has to keep things moving along you know right. we gotta go we gotta, we gotta film it but uh, Oyelowo is so focused on getting it just Perfect. like Muddy. Wow. Which is, which, and early Muddy is not um, not as hurt, listened to as the stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Play some. You got that kind of match boy. When I, well, I, I'm not going to I love this riff. This is the my... This is. I don't think I play it authentically. Like, no. it's so dirty and nasty and catfish blues. Mm. Really, really what were you going to say, Ron? Well, I'm, yeah. were the actors that you taught, were they actually playing live in the film? Or they were like guitar lip-syncing? No, they were, they were playing to playback, but lip, yeah, sync, but trying to sync it as perfectly oh, yeah. as possible. And what kind of music are you... Okay, so this is going on in the yeah. early 2000s. What kind of music are you doing at this time? What's Carlos Calvo doing at this time? Carlos Calvo is doing a singer-songwriter thing. So can I you play us something that you were doing back then? Yeah, this is... Um, this we, we, is we, another, gotta, we gotta look at the No, lyrics. I don't. I okay. Don't. This, uh, <laughs> this is another song that comes out of uh, sheer desperation and emotional... It's an emotional dystopic... Uh, Diddy. So you're writing what's happening for you at the time, of, or yeah, are you digging yeah. into deeper? Are you making shit up, or are you living it? All of the above. Okay. What's this called? This is Wrecking Ball. So there's been some tunes named, yeah, I named Wrecking Ball, but I, I no, I know your song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the first ones that kind of hit for me in a way. Like I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty good song. Um, and you do this alone? You write this alone? Yeah. Okay. Who are you playing with with this? Just me. Okay. Solo. Okay. Yeah, and so I'll just give you a verse chorus. I got a storm inside my head. It's blowing out things that you've said. The 
Before Miley's, maybe before Springsteen's. Wow. But maybe just after Amy Lou Harris's. Okay. Maybe. But not influenced by that. No. No. no it just seemed, it's yeah. a pretty good metaphor. It is. And you know? Walt says that's one of his favorites of Walt, yours. I'm so glad you're hanging out with yeah, us, buddy. Walt, <laughs> this Walt's, is awesome. Thanks, Walt's Walt. sticking in. He know, and he, he knows, and by the way, so how do you shout know Walt? to Walt. Uh, grew up together, uh, same hometown. Is he a and Walt, no, but Walt, actually, you know what? I had a, uh, I did a, for my last record, did a crowd sourcing. Uh, what what do you call it? The crowdfunding. Uh, what is it called? Thing, right? What is, what is that called? GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, did, I, like I didn't use GoFundMe, but I did it independently. And, and I have to say, Walt contributed generously. And Sweet Walt. Very great. So that you know, people like Walt helped make that record. Which, which makes me super happy. That's, that's really sweet. It's homegrown. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. really excellent. From the people, for the people. For, from the people, for the people. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, so so you're having this, so now this is turning into a career. Right, and then, uh, yes, and so, and I start working with some other uh, artists, kind of, collab, like uh, our friend Cindy Alexander, yeah. shout out to Cindy, like who we have a mutual friend. That was a friend. crazy story after we met. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we might have to tell that story. And uh, Cindy's a great singer and songwriter, you know, veteran uh, singer and songwriter. And mm -hmm. she, um, we, she approaches me first, maybe for some guitar lessons. She wants to brush up on guitar, and then mm -hmm. she's doing some tours. And we start touring together. Um, and are you playing with her? Or are you doing your own thing? Yes. Both. Yes. Okay. So I opened. <laughs> The show, and okay. then I stay stay on stage. I still do stuff like that. And I saw you do that at, at the hotel show. cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maureen, artist working yes. show. Come on, you are. I don't get off the stage. I'm no, just I'm staying on. The, yeah, I'm yeah. Play another step. Watch this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so we were like start touring like Germany a bunch and stuff nice. like that. They did. It's a great place to tour for an American or British songwriter. They love English spoken songs. So okay, so as a matter of fact, I'm going to give a plug because uh, December 17th in the living room, um, Sarah Nimitz and Snuffy Walden are going to be here, and they tour Germany and yes. do. You know, German audiences love. They do. Yes. They do, and that, and that's the first. Uh, that was a really learning experience. That was the first time. I mean, Cindy, we would have a good laugh about this. Um, we've learned how to play grinder sets, you know? What's a grinder set? Gr gr <laughs> Crystal's laughing. Grinder set is like, uh, you Sex know, stuff? three and a half hours. Oh! Four, you know, you're <laughs> like grinding. <laughs> wow. Like, like, I, like, I'm a little, 
my, I'm a little hoarse today because I had a, I played a grinder set last night. So where'd you do it? I, I at the Jack Daniels uh, event. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about what you're doing with the Jack Daniels. Uh, that's really I'm really excited about it. Uh, well, first it, it started. Um, Which used to be my my drink of choice before I got sober. Right, and that's that's a good way to go. Both on uh, both counts. Although the last thing I drank was a glass of Manischewitz at a Seder, which is oh. so sad that that was the last cocktail that I, it's just wrong, wrong, wrong. I think we have to end this. Can can you call it a cocktail? It's so no. sad. Yeah. Uh, yes, I I'm, I actually have always been a fan of the Jack Daniels. My friends uh, will attest to that. But um, yeah, I started. Uh, they they have a, a private space that they use for, mm-hmm. for private events in mm-hmm. LA, mm-hmm. and um, they needed some live music. And my so like what kind them. of like what kind of stuff is ha- what what kind of events are Jack Daniels throwing? Like? Okay, so some of the things that I work on is a uh-huh. thing called the Rock and Whiskey Dinner, or Rock and Roll Dinner, okay. where they invite certain clients, like maybe Kroger or certain like trendy bartenders, to try to encourage them to use their their uh, product and they're uh-huh. new in like the new mixology thing and and so they have or like we did one recently at the Grammy Museum people oh, nice. came yeah uh-huh. it's a lot of really cool they have great clients uh-huh. and they come in and they do a whole tasting uh, and they talk you Wait, through Wait there are more than there are Yes there there is there is the old the Jack number, Black the was cla- mine. number 7 that's yeah. called, right And there was Jack Red well, je- that, there's a rye, there is a single barrel, okay. there is a Gentleman Jack, which is a very smooth kind of entry. Yeah, see, that, that one drinks very, very smooth. And then there's the Sinatra now, which is a really cool, cool one. And wow, old, and I might that have was to done. go out. And, no, please don't. <laughs> no, I won't. Why don't, yeah, I'll just describe it. Okay, just describe it. And, uh, and uh, so, so they talk through, through, so they have a live band, and I'm the house band for this for these nice. events, which is really cool yeah. and we actually curated a songbook like what are the because this so like what's a song that works at a Jack Daniels Stone, event Zeppelin you Let, know? okay so uh, give, give me a taste of well like, for example play. but what we do we do it as an acoustic trio because okay. we were trying not to like kill people with like blasting, we're not trying to make it like a festival gig, right? right. We want people to hang, right. but we want to, so we'll do like. So, uh, are people singing along with you or? No. No. We have, uh, we're on a stage, we have great sound, so, wow. you know, and so we play it as like a room. It's a hang. It's a it's a hang. It's a it's a it's four or five course meal. Oh wow! You're tasting. They they take care of Uber codes for everyone. They're they're really really smart. Um, but that brand more than other brands, I think, is closely linked to music. You know, uh-huh. you see you see a lot of images. You see Keith Richards, yeah, and, uh, Henry Diltz photo oh, yeah. at the Morrison Hotel, uh-huh. the Sunset Marquee, right? Mm-hmm. You see those Henry Dills photos, he's just like coming getting out of a car. <laughs> you know, only is like Jack, yeah. Jack uh-huh. or like Jimmy Page has the thing turned completely upside down. Yeah. But you know, or you know, I drink responsibly and I encourage you to do the same. <laughs> uh, but but it's a, it's a brand that's really where the music thing really is a good fit. Where, mm-hmm. where of course there's a lot of great 
uh, pro- similar products, great bourbons out there, but you don't right. you don't picture like a Maker's Mark with a rock a rock band singer. You know what I mean? You see right. what I mean? It's not the same thing. Yeah, Jack Black so, really just says it. It really does, yeah. and, and so the, it's the events are great. I've been doing it for almost two years, mm-hmm. and it's really fun. Did one last night, but there are we play for just about three hours. Wow, so you know, again, fun. almost a grinder set. We have some breaks, and. Um, the, the, on the most exciting front, um, my buddy there is the national brand ambassador. So he's, he's quite amazing. And we're, we're created a whole new, a brand new tasting experience that we might be taking on the road. Oh, we, just, nice. we just tested it in Key Largo, Florida a couple weeks ago uh, for some of the people in the company and got really, really good reviews where we're incorporating tastings with live music. So like what, what song goes well with bourbon? That's an that's an excellent question. Okay. What what and uh, yes. So Pink so, Black goes well. Right, but no, we had to create original oh. things possibly, or or you know. So, so we're creating any... a new thing. No, I can't play. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, see, we're, it's it's still a little under wraps. And, okay. And, you know, there might be some science involved too. By the way, because about like the way what? the way uh, certain tonality and affects the palate and. We got kind of deep. We got very nerdy with it, but then we came back around to maybe doing music. So uh, I like it. It's it's. I'm very excited about it, and it's a really cool creative exercise for me. You know, like I'm not. Yeah, to do to pair it up like. This. I like that. Yeah, I'm so really, instead of food and wine, we're doing yeah, music, music and music. Maybe, and, maybe, music yeah, and something like that. Yeah, I'm we'll liking see. it. We'll, we'll All see right, how very it goes. cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back to the set. So how? Yes. So you <laughs> have. So you end up having a very dynamic relationship with with David Duchovny. What? what how does yeah, that? What um, happens there? Not at first. Okay. Not at first Tell because the story. I'm predominantly there. On, we're talking about Californication, right? And Evan Handler, a wonderful friend of, of he's, he's women great. who write, and he's done the road. To, he's fabulous yeah. and an and, amazing actor. Yes, and Pamela Adlon, by the way, I'm oh, friends with as he, well. She's I've best friends her. with Allie Willis. She was Allie Willis's first assistant. Allie was just here last week. Uh, Allie did uh, wrote September and, and oh, I know Allie. Yeah, the oh my god, she's awesome. Are you kidding me? So she was just at Women Who Write last week. I, I was a little starstruck when I saw her at my brother-in-law's restaurant. My brother-in-law was a chef, and I was like. Do you remember? Yes, yeah. and and she and Pamela was her first assistant when she oh, was a kid. Oh, that's so funny. So she. I've taught two of Pamela's three daughters. Really? Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome family. And Pamela. Does Pamela play? Um, a little bit maybe, okay. but not not um actively. But what a cast that. that what show. a cast, right? Yeah. Because so, when I think of Evan Handler, of course I think of, of yes. them, the two of them. They were great and together. so there was a character on the show that was uh, David Duchovny's character's daughter, right? He had a daughter yes. on the show. Oh, yeah. She wrote the book that took him down. She wrote the book yeah. at the end, yeah. right? But she, uh, in the early days, she had like a little punk band. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got, was brought on to coach her because she, oh. she didn't play any guitar. Okay. And so how, how much time did you get to teach her? I had a pretty good amount of time. Like mm-hmm. a month to start, like a month, uh-huh. and then maybe two weeks for. Did she each take episode. to it? Yeah, she is very. She's very talented. Uh-huh. Really. What's really the actress's great. name? Uh, Madeline Martin. Okay. And she she's a dancer, so she's already used to like movement. Movement, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so so that that happened for a while. I think I worked on six out of the seven seasons they had. There was one where he was just like a literary. Uh, uh, 
guy. Like, he went became a professor or something. Yeah. Right? So there's yeah. no music so much in that one. Okay. So how did it. you start to work with him? Well, he uh, eventually, I think maybe he might have been going through a divorce or something, and he would just got kind of really into guitar, and he would, like, approach me on the set, and he's like, hey, man, look at this. So and this isn't for his this, character. This no. is for David. But eventually we did. We worked it into the script. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very interesting being on the set on this house on Laurel Canyon that belonged to the drummer of Jet. It was, uh, wow. This uh, Aussie band. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Right. So that drum, the drummer of his house. Uh-huh. California is using his house on mm-hmm. Laurel Canyon, and. Uh, Who's the oh, who's the who's this amazing actress, young actress who is in take all the Taken Liam Neeson's daughter in Taken? What's her name? Please Google it soon. Oh, Thank um, you. I don't know. Because uh, okay. we need to know that. Okay. Um, so 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 Duchovny's laying in bed and he's only wearing a guitar. <laughs> and she's she, she's not wearing anything. Uh huh. And I am in the room like I have to coach him because he's playing I think a Joni Mitchell song and he's yeah. playing like. Uh, Paved Paradise, you know, to play a big yellow taxi or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like a version. And well, I'm, I'm like, getting like a vision. I'm like this, picturing The room is like, tiny, right? I think I can remember that. The yeah. room is just, uh, and I'm like trying to make myself. Maggie Grace. Grace. Maggie Grace, that's it. Okay. She's, she, she's awesome. Um, and I'm just making myself as small as I can. I just <laughs> feel so weird, like being in the same room with naked people. And there was a lot of sex going on in that a show. Lot. Oh my God. A lot. All the Non-stop. time, naked people. I got to uh, I got to jam with Marilyn Manson at, at the. I rap remember party. when he was on the show. Yeah, so he show. and I have, were hang, were kind of buddies for a while. <laughs> so it's it's very strange being in bed next to your wife texting with Marilyn Manson. That's, She's like, really? Yeah, that's was, really. Funny I was like, story. I gotta not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't last long, but it was fun. He wanted to do a version of Hotel California because we played it live and we kind of. Shredded, like, like, like how dark and weird, but and you, Marilyn. But I kind of did the guitar, you know, it's like Hotel California, you know, like just uh, I really guitar. don't remember, but it was okay. maybe. <laughs> kind of a little more discordant. Just a slightly more twisted. It was it was all impromptu. Uh-huh. I just did it, and I played the solo, and he went, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, it was fun. Me and Marilyn, rocking. So, so you and David though, you start, you you teach him. Oh yeah, so he's like, hey, can we do some do some lessons? Because like, he's playing like crazy. He's like spending hours and hours. His calluses were frightening looking. Wow. Like, he's really playing. He's really into it. And so we start uh, learning. And now now I think he's he's. He's released three albums. You were with him when he did the first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 he's always great. Like he he played at the Roxy uh, at some point, and he had myself and my wife as his guest. Sweet, you know he's 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 such such a nice dude. Oh, sweet, that's he's nice. Re- to know. Yeah, he really is. He's really kind. That's very good to yeah. hear. Yeah, and he's really you know seems to be a good dad. Like I've seen him around his kids, and it's like wow, that's that's great. So He's just any, a great dude. I, anybody I else that you've taught on set that was special um, that we might want to hear about? No, no one you would know. Like, because okay. of like, for example, like on the on the James Brown biopic, I taught both the guy who would play Bootsy Collins, uh-huh. right? He's a very famous bass player. Oh, yeah. right, Bootsy. Uh-huh. 
But what many people don't know is that the original band for James Brown, Bootsy's brother, Catfish Collins, was the guitar player. And he was epic. Really? So I was teaching this young kid um, Catfish Collins riffs. and, and Like, was, what's a Catfish Collins riff? You know, it was like... Yeah. So James Brown. You know, just does that... Can you feel that? Yes. Yeah. 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 And just, just that pocket that he creates yeah. as a musical term, folks, uh-huh. for you playing along at home. And uh, <laughs> just, that, just, that, just, that, just the way the groove sits in a place, it just makes you feel yeah. like everything's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, so th- th- that was really fun for me, you know, taking those now famous musical parts and played by great musicians at that time and a great band and kind of deconstructing it. The only bummer about that movie was, you know, it was produced by Mick Jagger. Really? But it was shot in Mississippi and I thought I was going to be able to go to the set, but it wasn't. How cool would that have been? Oh, Hanging out on the set with Mick Jagger. I can't imagine. Yeah. Me you haven't gotten to meet him yet, huh? No. No. Okay. Close, but not. No. That could happen. It could. That could happen. Yeah. So, he's got kids. He's keeps well, making he's kids. Big, yeah, so maybe Mick gonna... is going to need a guitar teacher for yeah, one of his kids. I mean, you never know. So... Uh, so are you still doing? Are you still teach? Are you still doing set work? Are you still teaching? What you, um, what yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I will always teach. Right now, m- my focus has shifted to a lot of kind of live playing, I, I, and I do some really great session work. I, w- I work with a couple of really cool composers on Such here it. in LA. Well, the, the one guy that comes to mind is Kurt Farquhar. Mm-hmm. He does um, he does the neighborhood, and he does uh, he does Black Lightning. Which is kind of like a DC Comics, you know. That one's fun to work on because it's very intense, and you can just go kind of crazy and do pretty trippy stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's what we, you know. Nice. The crazier, the better. Uh huh. He's he's a very very talented guy, brilliant, and and you know, well known for it. So that's that's a. I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is the, being a working musician, you know, mm-hmm. being like someone who, who's a. Name isn't recognized by everyone, but but we're all out here. We're doing okay. our thing. Was did you ever have a plan B? Uh, not exactly. No. I I I no. I think the running thing with everybody who is successful, no no plan no B. No plan B. Yeah. No did no you, net. Did right? Did you ever have to take a regular job? No, not since uh, after school when I went to worked a year in the guitar center. Okay, so Terrence Blanchard I interviewed last week, right? Terrence does Talk all about of the Spike Lee. Epic talent. And he just Black Klansman, the, Black, score of the Black score Klansman of Black Klansman is, is the most unfig- one of the most unforgettable amazing. movie scores. I said to him, it's so like great. up there with for me with like Gone with the Wind. It's like I think of the yeah. movie, I think of the score. Yeah. Which doesn't happen often for no, me. It's like I, the Godfather. Yeah, it's it's yes. It just that is yeah. such an, very, an epic very score. Epic. Yeah. So he never had another job. He never yeah. did anything other than mm, yeah, what so, he does. Right. And but it's unusual. I mean most musicians have to do a pickup here and there. But yeah. actually uh, lately Should we call postmates, see who shows up? <laughs> no, <that's terrible. laughs> so okay, so so we've been talking a long time. So let's have, let's have so let's give us something up. that you're playing now that you're passionate about. Something that you've written lately that you love that you want us to hear. Okay, yeah, yes. Uh, this is terrible. Well, because this is a new one. Well, okay, that's allowed. Okay, do do you, 
do you mind if I get topical on this? I'll play a yeah. little bit of it. This is the song. You remember when that whole like college scandal where celebrities are kind of buying their kids' ways into somebody was on the cover of a magazine today who just got out is of that, jail recently. Is that right? Yes. Uh, you know, I don't want to really see anybody go to jail, but also this is just such bullshit, right? And and so something about between that phenomenon and maybe the um, the uh, being an influencer, being a professional oh, influencer, yeah, you know, which I, I get it. That's great. And if you could figure out how to do that, that's, it's only going to make me sound old, you know, ranting about this shit. But, <laughs> but I am. Actually, the, inf- the whole influencer, they have, the influencers have like millions of Instagram followers. And I hundreds of millions of followers. I mean, yeah. like they have so many followers. And, and now legitimate, talented people are asked how many followers they have before they can get a gig. Correct. And um, it's, that's what the world has come to. They can't, they can't, so an influencer, somebody who just gets on their their video thing and just talks about what they're doing that day, and we watch them go to the bathroom and go to the store, and they are the ones who are making all the money rather than the talented people who don't have enough followers on Instagram. I don't. Do you want to hear a song about it? Yes. <laughs> so that's really Is that what it's about? Yeah. Okay, that's what I want to hear. What's it called? Almost like living. And where can? Oh. Where, where can we well this is this is new right so I have a couple of really new songs I'm excited about so I'm going to be going into the studio songs so this uh, soon and, and record singles so if they go to carlscalvo.com that's where get they the can... latest and, and okay. yes and um, but this is like kind of maybe it's a debut are we debuting a song here oh, we're dropping maybe. a song we're debuting dropping. a song I love it can we hear it I want it yeah. uh, and also remember I did a grinder last night he did a grinder there isn't any Spoken, just a little love broken. You gotta take a chance to get ahead. But you can be like everyone by starting on the bottom rung and try to win a race you never led with a starting gun. It is very it depressing. It is so depressing. Because living, you know, I heard this story of uh, Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I, can yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about everyone else. Yeah. I heard this story about her went to Mexico with her kids, and she took in the, for the weekend. And that weekend, she took seven thousand selfies or something like that. And that just was like, wow, man. That's I understand it's her job too. You like you have to respect people at work and create a brand. I, I'm all for that. I'm not trying to be super judgy, but. Um, that's a little grossed out. When I go to somebody's Instagram feed and all they have are pictures of themselves, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. No. It's just one selfie after it, and that's what their whole world is, a yeah. self-obsessed. Wrong. Yeah, it's just wow. not. Thanks for letting me play that. Thank well, you so much for, for playing. Can I ask Thank a question you. real yes. quick? 
You that vocal was so exquisite. I love your voice. Thank you. Wow. And what I want to hear a little bit is how did you get into singing? You said early yeah, on you didn't sing. Incredibly reluctantly. Like kind of like, well, no one else is gonna do it. So I have I, I Did I you train? Start, not really. What happened is good uh, question. That's a really good yeah. Mm-hmm. This was about time someone uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is beautiful. That yeah. thank you. Yes. I, I've I've learned over the years I, I guess what happened I didn't start till really like twenty seven when wow. I started to sing. Uh-huh. And by then I'm so comfortable on the guitar. But this is second nature. I could do anything I want. Right. But vocally, it's like, I'm not even sure I'm hitting the right pitch then. And I'm like, you know, I'm not, don't have that comfort level. So it was really challenging to kind of, you know, and later you learn that the technique, uh, there's technique to sing, but like 80 to 90% of it is confidence. If you think you can sing, you can kind of sing. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, but then I, I don't know I that that's true, a, but I love it in theory. I'm going to go ahead and sing Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in working with other singers and I had like a girlfriend that was a singer and she was taking Latin I started like listening to how the singers warm up listen uh-huh. to the exercises they do and listening and no- noticing that there are techniques and there I are see. things like like my voice is very tired t- talking right now but mm-hmm. singing is a whole other thing right. you can still sing even if your voice is like getting froggy and Wow. It's a different part of your voice. Although you were making excuses for yourself before I you started to sing. I always make excuses for No, no. When it comes to singing, you know, I still do. It, old, old habits die, die hard. But no, because this is like, it might be the highest register song I've written for myself. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, so is there a place that pe- I know they, that private events for Jack Daniels, is there a place where people can see Yeah, come out to the, the Rhythm Room uh, down LA, Rhythm Room LA downtown. It's on 6th street near spring it's a great room on there uh wednesday the november 27th which is the day before thanksgiving which is kind of like a friday come on out it's from it nine is. to midnight um playing in ojai november 30th with my friend the uh i think it's called the ojai junction or something it's really cool uh bernie larson who's kind of a music legend started this uh, music scene in i, I love ojai I, I had never been there yeah. and um same i was there once i was like this place is amazing. mind blown yeah love it love it and Very so that is the 30th of november okay and um something in uh, back uh, back with jack daniels in december and and then we slow down for the holidays you know okay. like music yeah. the music thing slows down uh, around mid-December, although I think I'm playing uh, a Christmas event at a, a place called the Melrose Umbrella Factory. Just going to throw a tag out there because I love Umbrella them. Umbrella Factory, okay. Uh, Melrose Umbrella Company, sorry. Okay. Uh, it's a cocktail bar on Melrose. It's nice. really cool. And the, the gentleman's last name is actually Melrose. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say Umbrella. I got no. <laughs> I know. I had I was, you leaning now. I was going there. I was going there. Well, that's fantastic. Thank what you so much, What did we... Much, I can't remember anything we talked about. I, I, we don't... Go but I'm going to do watch parties and we can watch it all again. Really? And then we can Then we can figure out what we were talking about. I know I blabbed for a really Thanks, long time Mickey. at the beginning. It's I'm always sorry a pleasure hanging with you. you know, Women this, Who Write is a brilliant, brilliant thing that you put so much hard work into. And it's yeah. just amazing. You've you've shown up for me a lot. Um, right. When I launched... When my book dropped... Uh, you and Rob Morrow came out yeah. and you played at, at my book launch and you've, you've done Women Who Ride a couple of times and you did this, you show up and I am so grateful and appreciate that so my much. My pleasure. And so grateful to Chris, Ron to Crystal, here, husband, here. Um, the Music Muse, who... Um, going to be hosting him. I think you should start up the year 
at, at Crystal. Yeah. And also, you have to follow I mean. Crystal Husband because she's she always is. This woman never sits still. True. She will tell you all the great music that's happening all over the California. She's an empresario. She's an empresario. You called me one today you too. Are. You did. Thank you. But anyway, Crystal is a fabulous one, and you need to follow her on Facebook, and 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 she'll tell you what's happening with music. And Ron Frederick is. Thank you so much. Just stepped up and said, if you ever need anybody, I'm here and fabulous. Cool, I mean, thank I'm you, so Ron. grateful. And for your brilliant question. And yes. a great well, question. Finally. And um, <laughs> finally, yeah. And um, so on Tuesday, um, just before Thanksgiving, um, in the living room, Eileen Graff, who was in Promises, Promises, I Love My Wife, Grease, Sandy and Grease on Broadway. She was uh, the wife on Mr. Belvedere. And um, yeah. she's an amazing actress and singer, and um, and with her husband um, Ben Lanzoni, they're going to be doing a couple of songs. I'm going to be interviewing them. Um, also, Jay Cogan, who has won more Emmys than the law should allow for The Simpsons and Frasier, and he's hysterically funny. He did this show, and he was brilliant, and he's going to be here. And our own Tracy Newman, who is a founding member of the Groundlings, wrote the coming out episode of Ellen, won an Emmy for it. Uh, created according to Jim. She's an incredible singer-songwriter. She's a songwriter too, yeah. Incredible singer-songwriter. Yeah. She's going to be uh, here singing. Lorraine yeah. Newman's sister is a little sidebar. Um, so that's on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, Terry Wallman, a great uh, musician and also has his own show, is going to be here the night before Thanksgiving. So and much then, talent this time. Finally, Lainey Kazan, who's who you have been willing to replace three times already. Stars in my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Which which movie? 29th Street. It's a mob Christmas movie about Frank Pesh, who's the first New York State lottery winner. Anthony oh, Napolia. Yes! She's his I mother. Love, I love that movie. Danny Aiello's okay, our husband. Okay, I, I love that movie. It's but so hard to find that movie. She's amazing. I man. love that movie, but it's... It, it does not even come in the class of my favorite year, which is my favorite movie, which Lainey Kazan slays that. She, she oh my it. God. And then my big fat Greek wedding. I mean, she's... Yeah. But I said my favorite Christmas movie. Your favorite Christmas movie. That's right, you did. And that that is a great movie. I love that movie. Underrated. I, I Who doesn't love that a, mob, a feel-good mob Christmas movie? <laughs> I have to see that again. So Lainey's going to be here on December 4th. Um, Malia is going to be here on December 11th. She's an unbelievable singer-songwriter. Um, James Gadsden's going to be here, like one of the greatest drummers of all time. And, um, and then on December 17th, uh, Women Who Write Again, uh, Sarah Nimitz and, and Snuffy Walden will be here. Um, Adam Chester will be here. Mm. And wait, there's somebody else fantastic on the show that day, and now I'm spacing out. Anyway, um, so we'll see you next week um, here with uh, Terry Woolman. And tune in, uh, Women Who Write is Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, and we'll be live on the Facebook also. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Vicky, I love you all. Crystal, Ron, you guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you.